All right, everyone, welcome to episode three to a sit down with Tony P and Maddie B. I am your host, Tony Pompilio. And I'm your co host, Matt Buford. All right, today we have a special guest, came across the pond, the one and only Kevin King. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me tonight. All right, so here we are, episode three. We have had the intro, we have had a fella on who's in recovery. From an addiction of drugs. And tonight, we have Kevin King. Credit to Matt Buford here. He was like, hey, since we had the fellow on who is in recovery, and he told us a story about Narcan and, and this, that, or the other, he said, look, I, I got a guy we can get on here who's a firefighter, first responder. I think it'll be interesting. So here we are. Cool. Yeah. Fire away, man. I'm uh, happy to help out and answer any questions you guys have. Awesome. So again, like I said, uh, you're from Ohio? Yes. Where at? I uh, grew up in, out in Harrison and graduated Harrison High School in 96, where I played baseball, football, basketball. Um, went from there, went on to UC for a couple of years and uh, completed that and started in the fire service. So, uh, gotcha. Yeah. So now, did we, did we go to UC just for school? Were we doing any sports or anything like that? No, or? I just went there for school. Um, was taking business management. It was not for me. Yeah. So um, then I went down a different path, a little Something a little bit more exciting, fun, become a fireman. So, gotcha. Yeah. So, um, so, um, so with that right away, like you just knew you were like, okay, school's not for me. You know, I'm, I want to be a firefighter, and and I know you said exciting and all. So, most people, whether you're a police, firefighter, or doctor, whatever, you know, it's 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 different. You, you just you just you're wired different. It's um, you know, the the schedule. Obviously, you're going into a situation where, I mean, your life's on the line, literally. You know, I know some situations are probably worse than others but like was there ever a point whether it was the training or let's just say early on what was you're like yeah no I'm in I'm 100% in was there ever second guessing um no so for me um I grew up the street or uh, right across the street from the guy who was uh, local 48 Cincinnati Fires Union president um we just, just happened to be talking one day out front I was going into my second year at UC in business and and, you know, how's it going? And I was like, ah, school's not for me, man. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get I need to find something else. And uh, he's like, come down and ride with me for a couple tours. And that's what we call our shifts is tours. Oh. So he's come come down and ride with me a couple tours. See if you, like, you know, want to be a fireman. See if that's something you, you think you might want to do. And Because I never grew up imagining being a fireman. It wasn't, you know, some guys are like, oh, I was going to be a fireman since I've been five years old. Like that, their dad, grandpa, yeah. or something. Yeah, right. that's interesting. Yeah. That that was going to be a question that I had where yeah. it's dad, grandpa, or in your blood, but okay. Yeah, yeah. no, see, my, my dad became a uh, Butler County Sheriff later on in life, and he was in his middle 30s when he became a sheriff. He was an electrician beforehand. So it wasn't like it was, you know, um, something that was, I'm wired, like, oh, I'm going to be a fireman. And, you know, every time the fire truck went down the street, I got it. That wasn't me. Right. Um, so... I took Mark up on his offer, um, went down the road with him down at 5th and Central on uh, the 14s. That's right downtown, right across from uh, the convention center. And after that first day, I'm like, this is what, this is me. Yeah. This is, this is fun. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, you're living with eight to 10 other guys. Um, you know, you have that brotherhood and that bond like you do through sports and growing up with your buddies. And I was like, yeah. This is something that I can see myself doing for the next 25 years. So gotcha. yeah. It's funny you'd mentioned about your, your father um, being an electrician and then getting into it, the police. So my brother-in-law, my wife's husband, um, so his dad 
um, Larry Long Sr., he's a, a retired Newport cop. He got into detective like the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And then, um, so his son was an electrician and then, you know, came in. So it's, oh, cool. it's kind of funny, like, yeah. you know, kind of how that worked out. Um, so, yeah, man. So, uh, so, and, and, and again, this is, um, again, just, just with our basic notes here. So, obviously, it's a very serious situation. And, um, you know, without any segue, if you will, besides just jumping right into it, you know. So, I don't know if we want to go over from uh, what... Um, least to worst or, or, or whatever it may be. So did, do you have anything before we get into? Uh, I mean, I think specifics? that would be interesting when you said, you know, you said it was for you and then you said you went through, through the schooling. What's the schooling like for, for that? So uh, there's several different avenues you can take. Um, young kids that are in high school can go out to a vocational school and they can take two, uh, four years of it. When, when they graduate, they come out with a firefighter two certificate which is a career firefighter level. Um, they're also a basic EMT, and they come out with a fire inspector card. So all of that stuff right there gets you set up to be hired full-time somewhere. Now, most of, the, most of the departments in Ohio want you to become a paramedic. So after you graduate and, and you're done with your basic schooling, then you go on to your paramedic program. And some guys go through the vocational route. I was one of those guys. I didn't want to go back to a university so you take the, like the, the fast track path through a vocational school, but some guys will go down to Cincinnati State, and it's a two-year program. You come out with a degree. Um, so it just depends on what you're looking for. The younger kids that have time, they usually go through college. Some, if you're a little bit later in life, you're, yeah. you're looking for the fast track. So, And then not that it's any different or the, the schooling's any different. It's the same across the board. We all have to say, take the same test that, that's gotcha. through, the, through the state or – Right. the national registry so um it's just a little bit faster paced to get guys through it so now did you do any of the um i guess volunteering if you will i did not i did not do any vol- fire you know volunteering a- as a fireman um as soon as i got all my credentials i became a part-time fireman and what you'll find out right now the fire departments are running very thin oh. it's just not it's a kind of a dying breed almost Everybody's running short. Um, I can speak for my department. We're, we're like seven guys short already. Um, and, and, you know, guys are becoming more um, tech savvy, if you will. They're right. looking for computers, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, firefighting is a young man's game. It's a very physical game, and, and it's very labor intensive. So um, you find a lot of the guys are former athletes, uh, former military guys that are used to getting dirty, getting, you know, the hard work, that kind of thing. But um, like I was saying, I got my part-time I, – I went and got hired part-time. So I was working three part-time jobs at three different fire departments. So you would work a 24-hour shift at this department. You'd get off, and you'd go work 24 hours at the next one. Then you'd get off for like 12 hours, and then you go work 12 hours at this place, and it was just a cycle – and some guys still do that. Yeah. Um, it's not as prevalent as it was when I first got into the business 20 years ago. But, uh, yeah, you know, more, more and more are just jumping straight into the, the full-time career path cause, because there's just so many job openings right now. So i got to ask, um, so would you say you graduated high school in 96? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're four years younger than us. Mm-hmm. So you just had 20 years. You got 25. So you're you're knocking on the door, if you will, in I, terms of. Yeah, I think I got about five years and two months. And That's I awesome. can retire if I, if I choose. Right. So 
So um, you had mentioned about you think it's just it's um, the lack of um, firefighters. It's it's more of a culture thing, and, and like people just don't want to do it. So I can tell you from Newport, and I think Covington. I know they had a bunch of financial problems. Yeah, have you guys had that as well? Or? We've been pretty pretty lucky. Um, we haven't had those financial issues in the community I work in, um, but there are there. You know, with with the COVID and the financial strains, and then the our former governor of Ohio pulled a lot of the money back from the townships. It put a lot of financial strain. Um, on a lot of them. So, like, I work in a township, so we're tax-based. So, you know, we've been very financially um, smart with our money. We were able to stretch our stretch our levy out a few extra years. So, therefore, you know, we're able to retain guys, and, and you know, it's somewhat attractive for guys because our township's pretty smart with their money. So, yeah, but we haven't had hand those issues yet. Good. So, uh, yeah, um, so jumping into kind of just right into the job, I guess. Um, so you came out, you were how old when you started doing? I was 19. Doing, 19, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's young. And when you started when you started going out on fire runs and, and things like that, it, you know, you said you had shadowed somebody, I guess, just kind of jumping right in. I mean, what was, what was it like, your first crazy call? Um, oh shoot, I can't with I can't tell you. I can I can tell you about that first night where I did my run, my ride along. Um I can tell you my first run was a cardiac arrest. You know, it was you've seen it on TV, you kinda see it from afar, but being up close and personal with it, it was uh, a little different, but they were hey, they threw you right in there, get involved. Um, so that was great. We left there. Um we had a wreck on Columbia Parkway where a guy went through the front window. So that was, okay, your adrenaline's going, something different. Till we go to a, a, kid, a kid, 13, 14 years old, who got stabbed a couple times over in, like, Winton Place. So uh, it was, yeah, that's kind of exciting. Um, if you're wired kind of like we are, um, your adrenaline gets going. Um, but, you know, crazy calls, we get those all the time. Um you know stuff that you laugh about, and but to to pick one out, I don't think I could. So on the serious end, I don't know if that's where Matt was going, but do you have something? And I don't want to use the word comical, but like you said, you know, for example, like police officers that I know around Thanksgiving, Christmas time, eighty nine year old grandma needs help getting her turkey out of the oven, so she'll call the police, <laughs> and and I can't, I'm too old, I can't pick the twenty pound bird out of the oven, so like that, like. I know there's, like you said, close to 20 years of, of, oh, yeah. of situations. Is there just anything where you, that you're like? We do get those. You know, the, the joke is the cat in a tree. Yeah. Uh, the fireman gets the cat in a tree. And uh, my response usually is, how many dead cats have you seen in trees? Right. They don't happen. They come down when they get hungry. So right. put a cat in cat food at the bottom of the tree and give it a couple of days. They'll come down. Right. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it's more um, it's uh, being there for the community, right, your community servant. So, um, especially in a tax base system where their taxes pay my salary. Um, you, you, you gotta be, um, conscious to their needs, you know? Um, so if, if the old lady calls and needs a hand, yeah, we'll help her out. I mean, personally, I think senior citizens have paid their dues. Right. So it's, you know, it's time for the younger generation to help them out. And if we can anyway, absolutely. Um, 
You know, and sometimes you got to remind the younger kids, hey, give them a hand, help them out. It's not that big of a deal. Just go do what they need. You know, sometimes they have nobody else to call. Right. Um, you know, their daughter lives in Georgia and her son lives in California and they have nobody else. So take a few minutes out of your day, go help them out, move on. It's not a big deal. Yeah. So, um, so one thing that I've always, and I don't want to get this into a split conversation um, with like firefighters and police, but what the whole police quote unquote shooting situation, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. That's a whole other conversation. But um, my point of that is uh, there was a fella. And again, I just say this, not that it matters, but because I appreciated him because he was a black guy. Like he was a black analyst. Mm-hmm. He was shitting on police, you know, this, that, or the other. So, you know, somebody said, Hey, you know, come here and, and we'll put you in some situations. Mm-hmm. Now, again, fair enough, police, whatever training they get, but very few police, and please mm. back me up and let me know if I'm wrong here, you know, you have your basic training, like my father-in-law, Newport cop, like I said, retired, double-dipping, detective, all that stuff. He was like, we, we, very few times, unless you're in SWAT or something else, are you training for those situations? Yeah, I can't really answer that much on the police end. Um, you know, on the firefighting end, we're there um, to back them up. Uh, I've been on several SWAT call-outs where we stay in the back, you know, we're, we're kind of behind the scenes. We're there. We may be a block back or two blocks back. Um, but those guys, they're, they're good at what they do. Right. Um, I mean, they well, train We hear about the less than 1%, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and I'm not – there are bad cops out there. Right, I absolutely. Mean, just like there's right. bad firemen out there, there's bad doctors out there, you know. But majority of the cops I come in contact with are outstanding citizens. They are, you know, top-notch guys. Um that, you know, are, are the same as me. They're just looking to help people um, and, and help granny out or help, help someone out who's wrecked their car, um, that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, as far as, you know, my dealings with that, uh, we're, we train for it. We have ballistic vests and ballistic helmets because if they do riot, we right. got to go in there and help people. Right. Um, so we do train for it, but uh, – you know, not to the extent that the police right. do. And, and again, um, I know we don't know each other very mm. well, but you're supposed to know what I'm thinking. So <laughs> let, let me ask that again. So, uh, and again, there's always squirrels running around yeah. here. So, so with that being said, to back up, so the the um, the analyst fella, he was, like I said, and for just for the story, because he mm-hmm. was a black guy, so he mm-hmm. was like hell. So he went there, and they were like in a Walmart parking lot. So, you know, they had this guy with a mask on who was, you know, it was all staged, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, and he's like, all right, here, you're a police officer. And they gave him like a fake gun. And, you know, when you just shoot, say pow. And this guy is coming at him, you know, and, and the guy all of a sudden didn't know what to do because the guy were quote unquote attacking him and he shot him. Yeah. So he was like, you just shot this guy. He didn't do nothing to you. But, but my whole, my whole point of that was though, at the end of this guy, he was like, Hey, look, my bad. You know, I have a whole different perspective now that I've been in that situation, situation. when somebody's yeah. coming at you with a knife. And again, like one of the stage thing was, stage things, he acted like he was like breaking in a car. So the cop came up, hey, excuse me, sir. And then the guy just turned and start, started bum rushing him. And the guy was like, bah, 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 bah. and he's like, see, look, like right now you're on the front page of the news. You just shot this guy breaking in cars. Right. Yeah. You know? So, and again, again, you're supposed to know what I'm thinking. So my, my thing of all the training that you have done, like now you're, you're 20 years, mm-hmm. I'm sh- you're considered a seasoned veteran. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big believer in life, whether it's coaching and we'll get into that, yeah. but your job or whatever, you, you can't, you can't teach experience. You um, cannot. So, no. so with that, um, and again, like you had already mentioned from the, the, the situation where the car accident through the window to a cat in a tree to a, like, is there ever anything when you come to like, that 
that you haven't seen before? And, and again, what I'm getting at, like, like for example, you probably have some, you had mentioned um, stab wounds mm-hmm. or gunshots. Mm-hmm. But the difference of, oh, shit, this person's bleeding, and if, if I don't, in your mind, if I don't get this taken care of soon, this person might not make it. Yeah, um, especially, yeah. So with experience comes, you know, that kind of thing. You're able to look and see um, your patients that are in pretty grave danger or sickness, if you will. Um, you know, there's there's times that we can walk in the door and see a young pediatric kid who's having trouble breathing and look at him from across the room and say, that's a sick kid. He needs to get to the hospital 10 minutes ago. Right. So um, to where some of the newer kids will, hey, I'm not really sure. What are you thinking? And you're like, yeah, I've seen this before. Right. I've been down this road a couple of times. That's, that's a sick kid. And, you know, the same thing with adults. You'll walk in with people with chest pain, and they'll tell you their, 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 their chest is a 10 out of 10, and you can look at them and say, you're not a 10 out of 10, right? right? You're not sweating. You're not pale. You're, you're, that may be 10 out of 10 for you, but you're, you know, there's probably nothing cardiac going on here. So you could walk in and somebody saying, I'm having chest pain, and we call it the cardiac gray because they're like a gray color, okay. and, and they're sweating, and they can't catch their breath, and they just look like crap. And you're like, yeah, this person's probably, probably, probably having a heart attack, and I don't even have to put them on the cardiac monitor to see that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, yeah, with experience comes that kind of thing, so. So, and, and you had said the word brotherhood earlier. Um, and again, I've always, you know, I'm not saying, not bragging on my kids, but, you know, since day one, you know, like if we're out somewhere and, and some army men is what my mm-hmm. son calls them come in, you know, they know to thank them, shake their hands and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So please, firefighter, Navy, Army, Marine, all that good stuff, that brother, that word brotherhood. And I think some people use it generically, but like to your point on every call, you know, your life is in the hands of, of your brother or, you know, I don't know, you call sister if it's a female, yeah, I don't know yeah. what the terminology, yeah. but like literally when you go into a building, a burning building, it's shit's real. You know, it's not. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, uh, the officers ultimately in charge, but you know, as I tell my guys, we're all in this together. You, you may see something I don't see. So we have to look out for one another because th- at the end of the day, the whole goal is we all go home to our families. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And guys get caught in bad situations. It's a part of the, part of the business it's part of the you know part of it but you know you try to do your best you, you train as much as you can to try to stay out of those situations because you know shit happens um mm-hmm. and, and shit goes bad quickly um it's it's not like it over a couple minutes when it goes bad it goes bad now um so yeah you train for those kind of things and you got to trust the guys behind you to have your back as they're trusting you to have their back so, so uh i want to ask you this here in in I hope you don't take offense to it. And if you no. don't want to talk about it, by all means, just tell yeah. me. In your 20 years, which is a long time, in a dangerous field, ha- have you lost a- I've, anyone? I've lost friends. Um, I have not been on a scene where we've had a person uh, killed. But, uh, yeah, there's been friends along the way. Um, tomorrow's uh, Patrick Walterman, Hamilton Fire Department. It's his anniversary death. He died in, a few years ago up in Hamilton. So, um, those dates stick with us. We we know yeah. those dates. So I'll tell you, and and the word's not cool, but in my vocabulary, it's cool, fucking awesome, whatever word you want to see. Like goosebumps, mm-hmm. emotional, when like they're going out two seventy five here in Kentucky. That's just what I'm familiar mm-hmm. with. Uh, like by the tail of mill, and there'll be two fire trucks with the ladders raised. Mm-hmm. You know, That's as yeah, absolutely. All respect, all respect for 
I mean, they gave the ultimate sacrifice. So they deserve it. Absolutely. Well, come on, Matt. What you got, man? Nah, I, <laughs> you jumped in on the brotherhood thing. The brotherhood thing, which is, is awesome, but it's hard to understand if you don't live in that world. The brotherhood thing from a work perspective, which you just explained, what's that look like? on days off i mean is it really is it is it is it really a brotherhood do you guys hang out does it 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 is um it's not so much now as it used to be um you know like why why work there's we had these things called 24-hour trips um you know for a while there they would take 24 hours we'd go to st louis catch a ball game chicago catch a ball game pittsburgh catch a ball game for the reds 24 hours come back um they did a 24-hour trip to vegas Guys jumped on a plane, got off shift, 24 hours in Vegas, flew back. Um, one year they went to Jamaica. Um, it really is. Um, you know, we know each other's kids. We know their wives. Um, they come to the firehouse. They see us. and They're our second family. They really are. Um, we spent a third of our life pretty much with them. Right. So, you know, working a 24-on, 48-hour shift off, you're with them a third of your, your career and your life. Right. So. Uh, it really is. Um, it, it's like you said. It's hard to explain unless you're you're caught up in it. So, but yeah. And and that's another thing is like mm. my wife. We we were in the hot tub earlier. Like I said, I was prepping her because you know she's around a lot being mm-hmm. out of the police department. Um, and I was like, you know, come on, man. I was like, give me some stuff to ask, you know. And then, like, to her being guys here, especially all three of us played sports, yeah. you know, she was like, well, then this like living together. And I'm like, well, that's kind of when you're a guy and you play sports, this is understood. You know, you you get showers and you're in a locker room. It's just kind of that. But with that being said, though, um, to your point, like you had mentioned about family, and what I'm saying is like when y'all you guys are in a room, or rather, you're most you, know, you guys usually go eat together if and when you do go eat and blah blah blah, is that. You know, if you and the missus are having a, a fallout on the phone, they're all right there. You know, it's not like this, you know, and to your point, the brotherhood, because you live together for 24 hours and you're off for 48. But you guys, you know, unfortunately, you know, somebody in your family passes or something and you get that phone call. They're there with you. Absolutely. You know, like they're the ones that are consoling you and, 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 and comforting you and all that and vice versa. You know, and like you said, it's it's a work thing, but with the firefighters living together and this is different. And on a side note, I told you, Squirrel, I feel for you guys when I see a group of y'all eating and y'all get a call <laughs> and the food ain't even came yet. A lot of cold <laughs> and, meals. And you got to go out. <laughs> a lot of cold and reheated meals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we went to Sissa's, it's here in Newport, mm-hmm. and um, uh, the, the, oh, the, the, there was probably 25. Yeah, they were all sitting there, and you know, that call goes out, and I'm sure they have their, again, I don't know what yeah. the term is here, groups or teams or yep. whatnot, yep. and like a, a hand, like a hand of them stood up real quick all of a sudden, mm-hmm. we're like, oh shit, but then they were like, all right, now nah, it's good, so <laughs> I guess whatever had gotten dispatched or whatever, but... Yeah, 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 each, you know, each firehouse has their own uh, jurisdictions, and you know, that's their company, and... Um, a lot of, like I said, a lot of cold meals, a lot of reheated meals. We we, we try to avoid steak because reheated steaks like rubber. Right. Nobody yeah. wants to eat that. <laughs> so, um, you know, a lot of meals you can throw in the oven or crock pot just so that it stays warm. Um, you know, and yeah, we try to stay away from stuff on the grill just because you know reheating that stuff isn't doesn't taste good. So, um, with you guys and police officers, um, I know it's very generic, but when shit's normal, not a COVID year. Yeah. Um, the parades and, and, you know, seeing smiles on kids' face. And, again, I know you obviously – and we'll get to the softball thing a little bit. So, I know you, you have a daughter. Mm-hmm. So, how many kids do you have? I have three daughters. Okay, three daughters. Oh, because I didn't – I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know you had three of them. I had three sisters, so I get it. Um, but um, 
obviously when you're in uniform and it's your job, it's just, hey, you show up, we got to pray today, you know. And, and, and I don't mean that negative way, but it is what it is. Or sometimes you're like, yeah, we got this parade today and, you know, I got to work tomorrow. So it's, but like, you know, fire trucks, like, like you said, I don't care who you are. Yeah. At some point, everybody had the fire truck yeah. with the ladder that you could take out, you know, and yep. like when I mean extend, I should say, yep. you know, so everybody has had a dream of driving a fire truck. Like, do you ever, um, and let's just say when you're in a parade or even on a call, and I know at, at that point that your adrenaline's going, but like when you, let's just say you're going down the road and you get sirens and, and the horns and everything, and like you just see a kid point and their eyes are light up and they're just like, fire truck, you know, you know, but like, th- th- do you ever get caught up in that stuff? Um, no, nah, not too much, but uh, I can say, you know, depending on what the call is, if, you know, you see that kid and they're waving, you'll give them a little wave um, as you go by or, you know, if you're returning from a call and they're waving, you know, blow the horn for them, give them a little right. wave. Um, you know, a lot of that goes with, you know, the, the public education, you know, too, of, hey, you know, those taxpayers pay a lot of money for those vehicles right. and that trucks. And, you know, all those, you know, a lot of those kids want to come to the firehouse. They want to see right. the firehouse. They want to go through the trucks. And it's not anything, you know, out of our time or day just to give them a little wave and put a smile on their right. face and brighten their day. And we always invite them to come down. Not right now due to COVID, right, right, but right, anytime right, before, right. come see us at the firehouse. Because, right. you know, sometimes living with four and five dudes, you just need a break. And right. you want the kids to come by just, just to break up the day and whatnot. So, but, yeah, you know, we get a lot of the uh, kindergartners and the Cub Scouts and the Girl Scouts. And, and I think that's part of their – they got to get a badge or something right. to come well, to there. See, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I don't know what it was like where, where you grew up, but here in Newport, you know, so first off, like our firehouse is obviously centrally located. You could walk from any of the schools to go, but in elementary – excuse me – that was always that was that was like like Tuesday we're, we're going to firehouse yes. like you had your coloring book with the Dalmatian you had to color it and uh, shit what what was the uh, uh, McGriff uh, the uh, oh, you know crime uh, dog, crime dog crime. you know like it, like it was a big deal and um, I can say this uh, shout out to my buddy Mike O'Day so we live in our house now my kids go to Fort Thomas here and if you're familiar with the Fort Thomas firehouse so when they both were in half a day kindergarten you know I picked them up and obviously I texted mm-hmm. him hey man you guys busy he's like nah and. Like my kids were just fortunate enough, like they loved it. They we're going to the firehouse, and like you said, he opened the door, and you know, I got pictures of them of two and three years old sitting on the front, and but give yeah. them one of the little plastic fire helmets, yes, with, with a pencil and a coloring book, yeah, right. They're gold, and like you said, let, them, let them hit that horn one time, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then like you said, uh, with the cops and firefighters, them stickers, man, oh, that's, yeah. that's 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 gold. Yep. That's gold to kids. Yep. you know, that's, they get that sticker. That's good stuff. So man. like Zach gets them, he'll get the one to put on his shirt. He'll get another one. Like like he wants it still on the paper. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I don't want to take this one off. I don't want to keep it on there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's good stuff, man. So uh, what we got? You got anything else? Yeah, again, so I, I got something I'm, I'm saving here, but yeah. Um, the, so Tony alluded to at the beginning, you know, why we had you on, and, and certainly mm-hmm. appreciate you coming across the river. Absolutely, and 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 you doing this for 20 years, and talking about our last guest and his experience, and we appreciate him coming on. Um, the whole heroin epidemic mm-hmm. and how that's you know kind of become a part of the job of paramedics, firefighters. When did that make the change in your career where you've seen it so often? What's that like? Well, yeah, so a couple of years ago, uh, all the drugs really switched over to the heroin. It's so cheap. I mean, they can five bucks you can get a hit for on the streets. Well, the problem started when they started lacing it um, with fentanyl. 
So fentanyl is a very potent narcotic that can, you know, depress your respiratory system and make you quit breathing. Well, when they started cutting it, it's they started putting adding more and more fentanyl to it. So it started killing people left and right. It was so powerful they'd do a hit and they could stop breathing in two minutes, three minutes. So that's you know, I'm gonna say two years ago, three years ago, we realized really saw that uptick. I mean, three, four times a day, you know, you're 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 People that was taking cocaine and smoking marijuana and that, now they're switching to heroin because it's just it's cheaper. Well, the fellow mm-hmm. we had on, that's what he said because, you know, we're talking, he started with weed. And then mm-hmm. he, now again, he, he he didn't ever, he was just like, hey, whatever people got is what I, I'm taking. Mm-hmm. You know, like he, he didn't, wasn't, he didn't mention a little bit uh, when he went from the weed to mm-hmm. like, um, you know, the, the other substances. Mm-hmm. But that was the one thing that he had said. He was like, well, if I can get higher, cheaper, that's what I want to do. You know? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So yeah, we saw a real big uptick in that, and here recently it started to go down. I'd say in the last eight months, well, even probably right before COVID really hit. You know, I think a lot of them were like, "Okay, I like to get high, but I won't die." Right. So, um, I, I think before they were just buying from anybody. They, they don't, you know. I know a guy who knows a guy who sells it. Okay, well, they didn't know who they were buying it from, and the guy didn't care about them that that they do anyways i mean i don't know but uh um so that i think they started you know most of them wised up like well i, I want to get high like i said but i don't want to die so they started going to people they trust to buy the stuff and they, and they just got off of it went to something else went back to what they went were doing before um and then with all the you know the health department was able to get narcan out there and educate people in the community there's lots of times we roll up on the scene and they're like, oh, we've already given them Narcan twice. Okay. And, and that's good because the community is now educated and there's people able to help save lives out there. Um, but, yeah, so, I, to, I mean, like I said, I don't know personally. I'm just speaking from a personal experience, I think, and, and what I think. But I, I think a lot of them is like, I don't want to die. I, I like to get high, but I don't want to die. So, um, but, we, you know, it's still out there, but nowhere near as for us as it was. So it's really gone downhill. Because, you know, before it was Wendy's bathroom, Burger King bathroom, in the parking lot. Um, so it was – it was, and it's everywhere. Um, you know, where I work, we have million-dollar houses on one end, Section 8 houses on the other end. And, it, you know, it, it, there's no boundaries. It's everywhere. Well, that's what I always jokingly told the people, because I'm from Newport, <laughs> you know, these upper cities, if you will. I don't want to mention them. We're in one right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, I always joked, I was like, your kids came to Newport to get the shit, yeah. so you ain't no better than anybody else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. um, but yeah. no, to your point about, like you mentioned, the places where, so Party Source right here in Bellevue was, I, sh- I shouldn't name drop Party Source yeah. on this, but so that parking lot, because it's right off the exit, mm-hmm. you know, people would meet and they wouldn't make it back to the on-ramp because they'd shoot. And by the time they get there, they'd, they'd lose and they wreck. There's There were so many accidents right there getting on the ramp because they they Rather die, pass out, flip out, whatever it may be. I mean, it was it was almost it was just, it was just understood a couple times a day it's going to happen. It was just crazy. Yeah, and we experienced the same thing. There's a there's a gas station right off the exit that I work at, and yeah, it happens a lot. And whether they're coming from this area and going back to where they live, or they live out past east past where I work and coming back over this way, it always seems to somehow wind up at that gas station right. or, or one of the restaurants close by. It's crazy. Does that experience, as you do it over and over and over again, 
in your profession with what you really went to school for? Does that become a frustration? It does become frustrating. Um, you know, you're, you're there to save a life. Obviously, you want to help them. But at the same time, when I give the same person Narcan six, seven times, and I'm like, dude, come on. This is like the sixth time we've saved your life. It's time to go get some help. You know, next time I may be on a fire and next people to get here maybe 10 minutes away and you're not going to survive, dude. You're going to die. It's time time to get some help. And, you know, you, you can extend that offer out there a lot because most cops won't charge them unless they have felony warrants or something like that. But, you know, we're always willing to try to help get them to – the hospital to talk to some counseling to get them on the right path. So, um, there's two things I'm gonna write this down because I'll forget write, write my wife's name down. So, yeah, so, um, Narcan, mm-hmm. and again, it's funny, my wife has it because for what she does, and I've never asked her this. So, what exactly, like, talk to me like I'm dumb, like, scientifically, like, what does it do? So, you got. So you got uh, this narcotic that bonds to your cells. Well, it blocks it. It's a blocker. It, okay. it, it blocks them off so they can't attach to your cells, and it stop. You know, it won't stop you from breathing. It just it reverses the effect of it. Um, really, is what it does. So gotcha. if you you take too much narcotic medication, the Narcan just reverses the effect by blocking it from you know absorbing. So it's kind of I don't want to say kind of, but I'm all about analogies. Uh, what was the Nicolas Cage movie where they had the, he was stuck and they, uh, uh, um, Alcatraz, remember he had to get the thing and put it in his heart, like to reverse the, there was like the little green balls that exploded. I thought you were talking about Pulp Fiction for a minute. No, 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 yeah, that was a shot. Yeah. That was a shot of adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. So no, this is uh Pulp Fiction. Uh, the fellow had just passed away, uh, Sean Connery. Okay. It was that one. Uh, remember they were taking over the Island, uh, not them. Okay, is that so, a movie like 15 years ago? Yeah, hey, I told you, man. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all wonder why, and, and these softball parents wonder why I'm goofy, man. It, 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 the train don't stop, man. You ever seen Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it yeah. don't stop, man. It goes. So, but no, so, the, and again, when, when I first heard of Narcan, it's what I thought of. Again, it's just the way my mind works. So, um, you know, they're locked up on Alcatraz, and these people are trying to take the island over, or the rock over, if you will. And they have these like uh, sensors on a ti- or a timer, and when they explode, they're like green balls, and they give off these gas. But you need that, you know, you got to put shoot yourself in the heart to reverse There's it, if a, you will. Yeah. Okay. So that when I first heard of Narcan, I'm like, okay, it's just yeah. kind of like that. It just shuts okay. it down. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, kind of like that. Um, you know, we carry Narcan in a liquid form, so we can give it multiple ways. We can give it through an IV. Most of us choose to do it intranasally, so up the nose, um, so we don't have to get any needles out. Um, shoot it up your nose a couple of times, but what we find out is people who snorting it now. That's, that's that was my first thing that thought I was like, yeah. Like so sometimes we got to give it three, maybe four times before it really takes effect. But uh, yeah, so so but but and to your point and and that's a great question, Matt. Just ask how like it's evolved with heroin and Narcan and that. And I think you're bringing up my wife, and I did ask her earlier. I said, hey, I think it would be great if you hopped in here because you'd have some good questions mm-hmm. or be able to chime in. So. She worked for the Alexandria Police Department, okay. and she was with the state forever. So as you can imagine, with the state, she's going into a lot, like you said, Section 8. There's a lot mm-hmm. of bad situations. Mm-hmm. So she's in Alexandria. It's a pretty good neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So she, without wording this wrong, um, so not really uh, a lot of social work stuff in terms of 
uh, juveniles, if you will. So she has, and I don't know if you ever, she's been on the news multiple yeah. times, and I'm really airdropping her here. But uh, so out there, to your point, how her job has evolved, she now like is part of an angels angel program. Mm-hmm. So it's basically adult addicts in recovery. Yeah. You know, so like you said, her job is a social worker. So she started off with the state, you know, in these these Section Eight low income neighborhoods dealing with, as you can imagine, the worst shit of the worst shit. Now she's out here. A couple of kids sending pics or something. She might have to get involved, but for the most part, she's dealing with adults yeah. and drugs. Yep. You know, and, yep. and, and that's why I said she has. I, mean, she, I know she has. I've never seen it, but she carries Narcan. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, crazy. it's pretty common. I mean, a lot of people carry it nowadays. So yeah. it's not like it was ten years ago, where you know only hospitals and and paramedics have it. It's it's pretty prevalent out there. A lot of people carry it. Are there situations where you've you've been in in, a, in one of those situations where the the person has you know after you saved their life they've gotten aggressive and you know yeah uh, so that's one thing they teach you in school a lot of a lot of addicts not a lot but there are addicts out there that become very violent and because you killed their high um, and we've had several times where the police had to get involved after you know reviving someone with Narcan saving their life they get they get mad. Some of them, I think, are kind of out of it still. They're really not sure what's going on, and then it's in their nature. I mean, we had one about a month ago. We got on the scene, and the lady was like, I gave him some Narcan. I said, okay, where's he at? He just jumped out the back of the two-story apartment building and took off running because he had warrants. So, <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm not going to chase him, so if he wants right. to come back and get some help, tell him to call us back. <laughs> so, um, But... But yeah, uh, it, yeah. So, so to um, and again, Matt, unless you want to um, come back to it, but I have a question here in terms of like coming to a fire call, a okay. house on fire. So I guess a what's that uh, rush like when let's just say you get there and okay, we're going to have to get the ladder out if you will. And and again, I'm speaking all this as if I'm visualizing you're in the street and you're up in the ladder and we're up on the third floor and we, we got, um, was civilians, I guess mm-hmm. the word here, people there and we got to save them. So what's that like? And then I guess my other question is when you get a call and you get there and again, this is going deep and, and you handle it how you want. Um, to, to, to witness like where you're trying to help them and let's just say something collapses or it's just too late. So, and again, I know that's kind of a lot of couple questions in the one, but okay, please go ahead. Yeah. No, we'll take it one by one. So, you know, when we get dispatched to a fire, um, there's a series of steps that are kind of already pretty much be predetermined and laid out what we should be doing. First thing, you know, on the scene, we got to have water, so we got to make sure we hit a hydrant and lay in from a hydrant to the to the scene. First question always is: Is there is everybody out? Um, Three o'clock in the morning. Sometimes that's hard to get an answer because they're sleeping. Maybe there's a neighbor there. You know, you got to look: Are there cars in you know in the driveway? An apartment building? You don't know whose car that is, right? So you automatically go into you know life. You guys, you're there to save life. Then you're there to save property. So uh, first thing is get hose on the ground and, and get up to either that apartment or um, get into that house quickly. Um, you know, there's instances where maybe they're trapped in a bedroom on the second floor and the staircase has collapsed. So 
you know, now we have to go through, a, 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 get a ladder and we call it vent inner searching. So we vent the room, we go in, we shut the door to the bedroom and we search that bedroom without trying to get over the stairs, you know, and anytime you're working over the fire, it's extremely, extremely dangerous. Um, the newer construction of these houses from the onset of the fire to you have some kind of collapse, a lot of times it's less than eight minutes, eight to 10 minutes. So and it usually takes us two to three minutes to get out the door, two to three minutes to get there. So you're leaving me two minutes to three <laughs> minutes to get inside and find you, especially in the newer construction. Now, the older, the older construction, we have a, obviously a lot more time. Um, they're not going to fall, you know. It's back to when two-by-fours were actually two-by-fours, two you know. Um, so, you know, life safety and then extinguish the fire because the fire goes out, the emergency goes away, right? Um, so, you know, or – so, yeah, to, to answer that, um, the second half of that question was, you know, it's it's not easy, right? Death's never easy. Um, but when you take this job, it's kind of – you kind of accept it, if you will, maybe. Right. Um, it's part of it. So, um, you know, the worst for us, I think everyone would agree, is kids. All right, nobody. Kids are innocent. They don't. One hundred percent. Yeah, kids are innocent. They don't deserve any any of that, right? And um, sometimes it's out of stupidity of their parents. Sometimes the kids make bad mistakes, um, but kids are, you know, most times are innocent. Um, so it, it affects you. Um, you hang on to it for a little bit, but you learn to deal with it. You learn to cope with it. Everyone has different coping mechanisms. So, but yeah. So that's another thing. And again, we'll, we'll get to the softball thing. Cause I'm just kind of, I want that to be a separate deal, but to your point, like you had mentioned earlier, you went to call a, and it was, let's just call it minor if you will. And then no longer do you get back, or maybe you're not even back. You get a call and the fellows through the windshield yep. or the person I should say, but in this, and like you just said, let's just say if you are at a fire and you're dealing with that, and, and like you said, I don't care, a five-year-old or a 50-year-old, or it sucks, mm. even if it's animals, obviously. You know, you, you've seen it all, I'm sure. Yeah. And and it's it's the kind of the old next play. It is. It's like you got to move on to the next play. Because like, like you said, you're getting in there, sweating your ass off, probably crying, upset, thinking about your family, mm. and boom, we, 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 we got a four-car accident on Columbia Parkway because it's snowing out and – we got problems. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the big things in the fire service right now is mental health. Um, so uh, we tend to look at a lot more for that than we used to. Um, so if there are guys that's struggling with that, there are now options for those guys. Um, we can take them off track, and, and they won't make a call, and we'll let somebody else make the call on their place if they're just not mentally ready for that we're, we're humans too so right. so <laughs> some you right. know, so right. well and it happens it does happen um so you know and there's a lot more i was gonna say so there's a lot more help out there nowadays than there was 20 years ago for mental health with the firemen you know we you, we see it all the time there's a lot of things out there as far as guys committing suicide and, and not being able to deal with it and just keeping everything bottled up right. so um so, yeah, so those guys are finally getting the help that they need. Um, they're either retiring early just because they have to, because they can't deal with it anymore, or they're retiring and moving on to a different profession. So, 
So, um, I, and I'm glad you brought it up because I was waiting for the time to bring it up, <laughs> but you brought it up and you're in, so it makes me feel yeah. a lot more comfortable. So when I asked my wife earlier, Hey, what, that was the very first thing she said, self-care. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I got self-care, trauma, firefighters, slash first responders, first responders, uh, social mental health. So with that, and I'm sure you've heard and, and bad job by me, I probably should have done mm -hmm. some research here to respect them here in Northern Kentucky that we had the two people out in Hebron. You know, I think they were like boyfriend, girlfriend, he committed it. And then a month later, whatever she committed. Yeah. You know, and that's, it's crazy. It's sad. Very yeah. sad. I mean, there's, there's help out there. And, uh, you know, I would encourage anyone out there to seek it. If they need it, go get help. You know, you know the, I think, like I was saying, 20 years ago, people would look down on you. Right. Nowadays it's, it's accepted and it's encouraged. So, um, but yeah, if you need the help, go get it by all means, get, get your, get your mind right and get back in the game. So, um, and again, without getting into it, I know I'd asked you earlier, like, was there, has there ever been a moment where you're like, eh, mm -hmm. like early on, like yeah. the same for me. So now that you're roughly 20 years in, has there been moments where you're, you're um, let's just say if you just have a granted awesome 24, 48 off like that. I'm yeah. sure that's a lifesaver, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you get, you can recoup for at least a day ish, yes. Yes. you know? Um, so ha has there been moments? Um, and I say this with you getting older and, um, you know, you have $3 and, and life's moving. And even though you have the, the one on two off, like, ah, man, like, you know, like, has there been times where you're just the mental part of it? Just, just being a dad, yeah, if you will. Um, like I said, kids are the worst. The, the runs with kids seem to stick with you a little bit longer than the rest. Um, but, you know, again, you got to rely on your coping mechanisms. I have mine that I, right. I deal to, to cope with it. One of them is coaching softball. Right. So well, um, well, hey, he'll <laughs> tell you if you listen. I know you said you, mm -hmm. you checked out the one, and that's what I said. My whole point of doing this is 70% I want to hear people's stories. 30% it keeps me, keeps me sane, man, because – I, it's just the train yeah. don't stop, you know? So right. if I do this once a week or we, I keep saying I, my bad, <laughs> but if we do this once a week, it makes me feel better. Yeah. You know, like, like I just feel better, you know? Yeah. So, uh, as far as myself, um, yeah, there's runs that stick with you. Um, you know, with like anything else, they kind of fade with time. So, but, uh, coping mechanisms, you gotta, you just gotta trust them. And, and for me, I have mine and they work for me. So that's what I do. Yeah, you said it's a, a physically demanding job, and you're you've said you're on the backside of your career. Are, mm -hmm. you, are you starting to feel that? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I don't move like I did when I was twenty five or thirty. <laughs> There's no right. way the fires. None, none of us did. No, no, right. no. So after fires, you're sore for you know what used to be a day. You're sore for two or three days now. And uh, but yeah, but you know, like I said. It doesn't change. The job doesn't change just because I'm older. It doesn't give me a pass. So physical fitness is a big thing in the fire service. So um, you got to be in physically good shape for the most part to be able to do this job. Um, now, the fires are less than they were just because we're doing a better job, I think, than our profession is educating the community. But uh, when you do get one, you're sore. You're sore for a while, and it's very phys physically demanding. It's going from dragging a hose that's – couple hundred pounds to dragging a body to throwing up ladders and pulling ceiling and just it goes on and on and on so but you know i'll tell you the worst part is when the fire's over and you gotta clean everything up and put it back on the truck that's the worst but nobody <laughs> right, wants right, to do right, that right. you know uh, so uh, the uh, adrenaline uh, has kind of stopped yeah 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 you know? 
So uh, I'm glad you brought that back up because I had a note here. Because when you had mentioned you get there, and then you're first got to find a source of fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. And obviously in our area, we've been fortunate so far. We've only had a couple cold days. But have you, like, has there been a moment where you're on a call and the fire hydrant froze? Does that happen often? It doesn't happen often, but it happens. Um, some of them leak. Yeah, where I where I work, we test them every fall, right before winter. We go out, we test every single hydrant in our township, and it's you know a couple thousand, and they get pumped out. If they're wet, we try to go back and check them, but with call volume and everything else, sometimes one slips through the crack. We write work orders to Cincinnati Waterworks so they can come out and check them. So we're there's like a checks and balance system in place to try to prevent that, but. It happens. Man, listen, I used to get so pissed off. And let's just say it would be like every three months on a Monday, first Monday of the month, they would do it. And I swear, I'm not shitting you. You can, we'll get Kelly down here. It just happened to be when I was doing whites Whites. in the laundry. (laughs) And that shit came out brown. Like, you know, so I worked there, shift out there with laundry in, I take a nap, come down to switch it, and all the whites are brown. I'm like, God. And again, then like, if this happens to be, I'll leave. And there's the sign. Yep. First Monday of every month. I'm like, God damn it, it's Monday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we get a lot of those complaints that time of year. <laughs> yeah, but like you said, this happened to be whites, man, yep. all the time. It was always the whites. Um, so um, anything else, Matt, before I, I want to get to, um, there's a question I, I have uh, for him. Uh, no, well, yeah, um, from, from being a veteran 20 years in again, not, not trying to keep calling you old there, Kevin. No doubt. <laughs> hey, old man. Is it kind of cool to watch the young guys come in and, and kind of mentor? I mean, you, you spoke and we, we both know you're a coach. Is that kind of cool to, to see those guys walk in that, that have, I've always wanted to be a fireman and kind of be yeah, that guy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, just passing on that experience to them, lessons learned, try to let you know prevent them from having the same mistakes that we have um you know to relate it to coaching it's kind of giving them the tools to be successful and then watching them be successful um that's that's really cool now that doesn't mean we don't play jokes on them because we obviously we play jokes <laughs> well, on them. see look that's my thing <laughs> hey i swear to god cops slash firefighters teasing like that was my you know oh, i know yeah. there's always kind of like the army navy there's always like the cops firefighters and the pranks and oh and yeah. like you said the newbies the greenhorns yep. if you will yep yeah yeah i mean I, one of the funniest is uh we had a new kid that we told the water fountain was running low and he need to fill it <laughs> so we gave him a five gallon bucket of water right. And watched him for a half hour pour water into drinking right. fountain. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> come on, man. Right. So, like, How I, long did you let that go on? Oh, that was about 45 minutes. Oh, my That's God. Awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> so, like, at UPS, you know, we have tape guns mm-hmm. and we have the multi-purpose mm-hmm. glove. Mm-hmm. We're like, no, hey, man, that's a left-handed tape gun. Yeah. You need the other oh, one. Oh, yeah. Hose stretcher. Yeah, Can you yeah. go find the hose yeah. stretcher on the truck? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got anything else with the firefighting world? I don't think so. I think All I'm right. good. So you had mentioned three daughters. Yes. And obviously you and I crossed each yes. other in the softball world. Yep. And um, it's kind of ironic. You know, here we are two years later, I think, since we first met each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're doing a podcast and we're talking about you being a firefighter. <laughs> so um, so how did the softball thing come about? Well, uh, and, and so sorry, I guess to say I met you, you were with Cincy Static. Yes. And then yes. you are now with the Hawks. Ohio Hawks. Ohio yes. Hawks, okay. Um, so really kind of got involved with that when my oldest got involved with softball um, at, you know, young, age four or five, kind of 
you know, grew up playing baseball, all growing up, you know, did the traveling thing, the whole nine yards. And, okay, you, I don't have any boys. All right, so here we go. We're yeah. gonna, we're you got gonna, what you got. Yeah. Well, they say you, you got to play the card you're yeah. down. You got yep. what you got. So uh, kind of got involved there, just uh, coaching a little bit, assistant, and then uh, just it grew from there. Um, and she – really excelled she was really good so how old's your oldest she's 16 gonna be 17 okay in February. so with that being said so my daughter's 12 we're 08 mm-hmm. and then i guess i'm assuming your other one's 09 yeah yeah so i got an 04 06 and an 09 okay okay so the 09 she's, she's the baby then she's the baby okay fair enough so with that being said you're 16 year old mm-hmm. and here's what i tell everybody um just because i'm always on facebook and you know i post our shit yeah. all the time whatever yeah. uh when parents reach out to me Let's just say we're second, you're 12, you now in your mm-hmm. first year. Mm-hmm. So getting into the eight U's, if you will, and I tell them, and again, I can't speak for Ohio, but on Northern Kentucky, what we've always just been behind. Um, so with you having the older daughter and your youngest daughter, have you noticed like the involvement of fast pitch in our area? Yeah, it's definitely growing. Yeah. Um, for sure. No doubt about it. Um, even when she, my oldest got involved, I took over as our community organizer, you know, if you will, coordinator. And really tried to bring the travel world into the community world. And it was really tough. It was really tough. Um, Threw a lot at them. Gave them a lot of tools to be successful that they didn't know that they needed. Um, Provided them with, and and this is community rec level stuff, providing them with camps. Hey, go to this camp. It's a different world than the travel because the travel kids are all over that stuff. So, Uh hey, hey, Matt, uh, you need to rinse that out. I would, I would highly suggest that. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so, um, but no, and, and again, I, I don't care to talk about it because whoever's pissed off at me, they're pissed off at me. So, you know, this past year we didn't do tryouts. Mm-hmm. Um, a, um, and again, pat myself on the back here. I started, um, as you can imagine, the the way some players move around. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like. All right, we're going to do a commitment fee here because no offense to the parents, but I'm like, I need to know what I got coming back. Absolutely. You know, so I started $150 commitment fee goes towards your payment. So, um, so we didn't do tryouts. So I had uh, a few parents call me and, um, parent had called me and, you know, I asked her, who'd you play with? Where'd you play with? And, and that, that was the conversation. And it happened to be more of a wreck and this, that, or the other. Mm-hmm. And I just said, miss, I said, I, I, I just, I don't think you're ready for this jump. And I can't believe you're talking to me like that. You're not even going to get my daughter a look. And, and I said, well, listen, miss, I, I'm sorry. And, and then we just got in conversation. And, again, I come off as, as a jerk, and I, I am very self-aware of that. But I said, miss, listen, I just don't want you to waste your time or you to waste ours. And the reason why we're doing a private trial, because last year we had 12 girls show up, seven of them threw on the wrong foot, off the wrong foot. So I know what level we play, and you're telling me where you're coming from. And I've had parents like you come before, and – they're like, whoa, we're not ready for that yet. And exactly. again, and, and it's not being mean, and, and, and I know I'm jumping around here a lot, and, and Matt tells me, and again, first off, um, kudos to you, man, because he tells me what you guys are doing oh, and the you. tournament you're going to play and this, that, and the other. And that's, I don't want to say the frustration, frustration, but that is the frustration mm-hmm. where I'm just proud of what we've done over the past mm-hmm. two years because now that you're doing it, like, yeah, well, we can stay inside the loop and be heroes, you know, we can stay around here and, you know, and, and go 25 and 0 and get a bunch of W's, right, right. you know, but, and again, him and I, you know, we talk about it all the time. It's, you know, 
and I don't care to name drop here, it's playing the lasers and gators and stingrays and Beverly Bandits and Chrome and 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 pa- Smash House. You know, go go play them. Yep. That's what I tell everybody. Go play them, then come, come talk back. to me. Yeah. You know, and, and and I know I'm jumping around here, but to your point, it's kind of like, and that's why I asked, you know, play the next play, or even in your profession as a firefighter, yep. you get that rookie coming in, coming from rec ball, <laughs> yeah, baby, and then, then all of a sudden they're 0 for 4 with four strikeouts, you know, yeah. because they don't know what you know or they don't understand what you understand. Ab- absolutely, and, and like we always say, if you want to call yourself the best, you got to go play the best, right. and, and you got to beat the best, because if not, you're just playing. Um, you got to go out and you got to compete and you got to beat those teams. Right. Um, you steal that from Ric Flair. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> oh, dude. Hey, that was not time, by the way. That was not time. Uh, give me two two claps and a Ric Flair. Yeah. Hey, that's our 07 squad. Shout out Laura. I still call her Schuster, but Laura Young. But, uh, yeah, so, um, so um, and again, I, I don't know if you talk about it or not, but you were with the um, Static, and, I mean, yeah. you guys, everything was fine, and, um, and I don't want to talk with what happened, but I mean, unless you, I mean, I was going to say just mad. I said, I guess, like you said, you have other daughters and, you know, at some point you're the coach, but you're a dad with other, other kids. Absolutely. Um, no, I don't mind. So, uh, I learned a lot with my oldest, um, made a lot of mistakes with my oldest. I'm trying not to make them again with this time around because getting into it with the oldest, you're kind of feeling your way through. Um, you meet people along the way, you get a million different opinions from people, um, so we made some mistakes with her, but I think right now we got them straightened out. She's with a great team on the finesse. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. Uh, yeah. Up north. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. They're, they're really good. They com- they play. They compete on a high level, doing yeah. a great job. Um, but, no, I was with, uh, you know, and she started with the OFC Heat. So gotcha. they were legit. Um, yeah. And they're, you know, I took over that team, and we got we were in a situation where we had half, like, half 08 to half 09s. So all of them had to move up and left me with a handful of kids. Um, and I thought it was best for her and to move on. And we, we accepted a position with the Ohio Hawks with her when she was second year 12, maybe first year 14, I don't recall. Um, but that guy, um, with that team, they were, all, they were four hours north. Right. And he wanted us to come up every weekend for, for practice. That's tough when you have three kids. <laughs> oh, That's dude, three tough. You know, once you get in season, it's it's a lot easier. But when before season and after season, you got to go up for practice every weekend. That's that's tough. Um, you know, that's that's a twelve hour, thirteen hour day oh. every weekend. You know, four hours up, four hour practice, four hour back. So, um, so we moved a little bit closer. She moved over to Indiana Prospects. Okay. Um, we had a really good team there. Um, made some the head coach there made some decisions and the team kind of fell apart at the, at the end of the season and we took a bunch of girls went up to finesse uh, but I always made really good friends with uh, the Hawks organization um, we had a pretty good team with static mm-hmm. I thought they were ready to make that next jump um, you know it's like you said you can be a 275 hero and, and just beat teams around here but it's challenged them and mm-hmm. I, I thought most of those kids are ready to be challenged so we, we spoke with the, 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 the president of the Hawks, Doug, and he was like, yeah, absolutely, let's do it. So went out and picked up some more kids, some very talented kids, and here we go. Yeah. So. No, like I said, and, and I don't know how much Matt talks, and hope I ain't throwing you under the bus here. But, uh, you know, we text and talk a lot about it, and, and he's like, look, I love it. And, and I say this for Emma, you know, we've always just said, 
Emma's just in a bad spot. You know, she's at 09, and obviously we're 08. So, yeah. and again, respectfully, she's not an unbelievable 09. You know, she's like my son's act. She's bottom 10%. You know, she's she's not just a big, strong kid where she has the luxury to play up. You know, and, and that's why, like I said, and I to say this to you, and I'm sure I'm not saying anything that he hasn't told you, but he, he loves it, man. He loves what oh, you're doing. I'm, I'm and, having, we're having yeah. a good time with it. Yeah. We are. Uh, it's 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 great, and it's Tony and I talk a lot, and he's talking about the two seventy five hero thing, and it's like the gap is just so big. Mm-hmm. It's it is huge. He calls yeah. it the Grand Canyon. Yeah, yeah you're really well, onto something well, there because it's either top tier, right, or you're down a couple levels. There's there's nothing right. really in between there. Well, and that's the thing, and I don't care to talk about it. I don't know if you heard this, but our catcher Ava Cutter, great player, unbelievable player. Um, and, and back to your point about you, you said you had stayed friends with the Hawks. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. Um, Doug. Doug, Doug yeah. Yep. And it's like, you know, I've always told my parents, listen, if you're going to leave, fair enough, just be honest with me. Mm-hmm. Don't lie to me because, first off, you don't ever want to burn that bridge. But uh, if, if you're going to better yourself, full support, 100%. Yep. If you're going to make an lateral or uh, I'm out. Yeah. Um, so we had this uh, player, Ava Cutter. Um, she's with the Magic now. And I consider them a top ten program, man. They are top, like, yeah. I'm like, listen, top and again, and he'll tell you, like, I got goosebumps, man. Mm-hmm. And like, he'll tell you, some people gave me shit, you know, because I post a big old post, you know, emotional man. Good luck, knock yeah. it out, man. She left your team. I can't. Well, hold on. Well, why am I mad? Because she's bettering herself. Right. First off, I'm self aware to understand they're better than us as an organization and as a team. They're bigger. They're bigger and better. Yeah. You know, and 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 you know. That's like if you it's your work and you want to go make more money or you or you know whatever you want to do. Who am I to say I'm gonna be mad because you don't want to because you want to better yourself? Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, and like I said, you know, now again with that, you know, her and I, and 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 I hope he don't get mad at me saying this, but her dad texts you know our team, hey guys, can't wait for this weather to get nice so we can get together. You know, even though they're there, yeah, that's great. Like, that's hey, great you stuff. know, the, the the door is always open. You know, yeah. and you know, we need a player, and they're off. Guess what? And we're down one. Come on, girl, and let's go. And you know? you know, I tell people all the time. I don't think they truly understand how small the softball world oh, is. Yeah, you know, the higher you go up and play, and the higher levels you play, the even smaller it gets. Right. And you see everybody every weekend. So right, it, yeah. you you it's very very tough to hide something or keep something on on the DL, on the down low, because it usually gets out. Right. And, you know, it's like you said, to your point, come to me. Don't let me find out from somebody else because then we got problems. Right. Well, and that's one thing I always say. I'm like, listen – I'm, I'm, you know, not everybody, what do they say, extrovert, introvert, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like, I, you know, I don't care. Conversation don't bother me. I officiate. Yeah. I get evaluated. It I doesn't. get told, <laughs> I get told, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, you sucked on this play. You got that play right, and we move on. Like, to you, like what we said yeah. earlier, like with you, yeah. you, you next play. Yep. So, and I'm just like, hey, look, you, I know everybody doesn't like confrontation or conversation, but this is the right way to do it, you right. know? And, and, right. and, and, and I've been fortunate enough for the most part, you know, um, just to have good, great kids, you know, cause it's never the kids fault. It's usually the parents and we've had great parents, yep. you know? Um, and, uh, like you said, and this is very arrogant, but like what you're doing now for the O nines and what we've been doing mm-hmm. for the O eights around here, I think we just do it right. Um, you know, some people don't like it, but I say this and I, I love my parents mm-hmm. to death. Nobody's left. The only girl that's left is the girl going to play for a better organization. Yeah. So I got to hope that they're happy. Right. You right. Know? Right. Um, you know, and everybody's going to have situations, you know, where you just want to vent a little bit. Fair enough. That's fine. Right. You know, but everybody's here and, and we're doing what we're doing, you know. 
But um, but no, to your point, another shout out to Laura, because you had mentioned with your oldest daughter, you've kind of learned yeah. from that. And that's what I always joke with Laura, our 07 yeah. team. I'm like, hey, I love following you guys because I get to see what works and what don't work, <laughs> you know, because the next year that's the same boat yeah. we're in, you yeah. know? Yeah, absolutely. We learned a lot with her and, uh, you know, it, it's been a fun, really fun ride with her. We're getting into the recruiting now with her. Yeah. It's getting pretty hot and heavy. Um, so it's, it's good stuff. And, you know, I think like my oldest is good enough. If she wants to play collegiately, she's got to find the right spot for her. But if at the end of the day, hey, if not, it's been a great ride and it's been fun. And there's a lot of time, bonding time with me and just her because, right. you know, at most of the time it's just me and her on these long road trips. And the wife had to stay back with the other two. Right. So we, we had a lot of time, a lot of fun together, and a lot of memories. So at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out for her, uh, you know, no big deal, whatever. There's a lot of great memories that we have spending time together. So, but, uh, yeah, I, like you said, we learned a lot, definitely learned a lot, and a lot of fun tournaments that, that we were been able to go to. And, and a lot of the top-level competition across the country we've been able to play, and that's that's what I I enjoy. Right. If you're going to go, let's go play the best. Right. <laughs> so, and I know we jumped around, so obviously you have your 09 daughter. So your 06, is, is she with the Hawks as well? She is not. She uh, actually gave up softball altogether. Okay. She, she played for Team Combat, John Roth. Out okay. of, um, John I, Roth. I've heard of him. I'm going to tell you, probably the best coach I've ever been around. Shout out John Roth. He's, yeah. he's legit. No, I, he's, he's a great man. I think that there was a player, I think she was an 07 maybe, but I think she played up on that 06 team. Okay. I, I could be wrong, but, yeah, is, is John – does he have, like, gray hair mm -hmm. fella? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, John, a little background on him. He, he, you know, coached at East Central. Um, he was a girls' softball coach, football coach. He's, he's a teacher out there, 20-plus years, and just a great man. He, he does a great job. I've – I steal stuff from him all the time. I tell him I do. I mean, right. we, yeah. we all do. We, st oh, we, right. we go to practices. He, we see something he does. And I'm like, wow, okay, why didn't I Why haven't right. I thought of this? Exactly. So um, I steal stuff from him. Um, but my 06, she's, she enjoys soccer. She Good. plays top level like we do in softball. Right. She, does, she does it in soccer. So. Oh, soccer. That's, so, yeah, that, that, so my two kids, um, Morgan is softball soccer and my son is basketball soccer. Um, and like you said, it's – it's you know we've seen some I guess what we call elite club teams if mm -hmm. you will and mm -hmm. you know we're we're in the middle you know we're just kind of mm -hmm. in the middle but uh but like you said it's it's just, you know the the um, investment is just like our playing high level softball man yep. some of them teams and, and they're good man and, but anyway so uh, go ahead Matt you made some notes man we got oh that's not for now that's for later oh that's for later no but no I, I <laughs> from a from a standpoint of, of coaching mm -hmm. I, I, uh. You know, you said you got involved with your oldest. Mm -hmm. You kind of took over the community. but And it sounds like maybe you just watched, you know, and learned. But from a coaching standpoint, X's and O's, even though it's softball, cliche, I mean, how do you feel that you got to the point where you are? I mean, from, from my standpoint, he doesn't need any stroking. I'm pointing <laughs> at Tony, everybody. But two great coaches – Two great coaches in the softball world and two completely different yep. theories. I mean, but at the end of the day, it's the same goal, right? So, Tony, he'll tell you he's animated, he's crazy, he goes nuts. More calm probably ties back to your profession. But from your X's and O's, it's pretty damn close. Yeah, so for me, I did – when I first was starting out, I did a lot of 
You're like, hey, I need to pick your brain. Right. Hey, hey, I need to, what do you think of this? And, you know, I tried to surround myself with people who've been around the game a long, long time and really knew the game inside and out. Um, even, I, I'm, I don't know if you know, but I'm assistant coach over at Mount Notre Dame. Okay. So I coached there, spent some time at Oak Hills, spent some time out at East Central. And, you know, I coached under Rob Epling. If you guys know Rob, great coach, does a great job. Um, learned a lot from him to go over to uh, Jackie Cornelius over at, over at Oak Hills. Learned a lot. Moved on now. I'm coaching with Julie Jaworski. Another great, great coach. Does wonderful, you know, just phenomenal job at practices and managing the game. In my opinion, she does. So um, just surrounding yourself and, and just learning and watching and asking questions and not being afraid to ask questions Right. When, when you're really not sure of something. And, and and it's just like tied back to the profession. The more experience you get, the better you become. Right. You, you go down, you play uh, Impact, Georgia Impact, and you see what right. they're doing. You go down and play these cop bullets. You see what they're doing, you know, right. Tampa Bay Mustangs. And, okay, what are you guys doing? You're playing the right. Bombers. Okay. So, you know, uh, a couple years ago we went down to Atlanta Legacy, and we played two teams out of California. So I really – got to pick their guys' brains. Hey, what are you guys doing on the West Coast that we might not be doing right. here in the Midwest? And, hey, what are you guys doing down here in the South that we might not be doing up North? So um, just asking a lot of questions and picking guys' brains, right. really, and, and watching what other teams do in certain situations. Yeah. Um, you try to be ahead of them, but sometimes they're a step in front of you. So. <laughs> right. Well, and that, and to your point, I mean, A, I'm a big believer. I, I think it's a 50-50. Mm-hmm. you got to have coaching. you got to have athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what I say. We can call all the plays and bunts and fake bunt swings all we want. If they don't execute it, people say, what the hell is he doing down there? What's he calling? Mm-hmm. You know, but when it works, they're <laughs> high-fiving you. You know, everything's great. Um, but, yeah, it's um, – and he'll tell you, I, I'm all about, uh, you know, reaching out to people. And, like, yeah, I, I, I'm like outsiders of my practice because, again – I'm loud. I've you know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm animated. Mm-hmm. So at some point they just shut you down. You know, so I'm like, hey, listen, hey, we got my buddy Chip Gray coming to practice today. Go ahead, Chip. Yeah. And just try to sit back and like you said, he might be telling the same thing, but but it's a different voice. Yep. You know, and uh, but no, like you had said, um, there's people you've been around. I know a couple mm-hmm. of them, and that that's huge, man. Yeah. That is so huge. Like you said, and you seem way more patient than me. <laughs> but just to be able to sit back and all right, all right, all right. Whereas I'm like, well, hold on a second. Why, why? But why, 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 why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? Why are we doing this? You know. But, uh, but like you said, same thing. You're just different approach. Yeah, you're yeah. And you know, back. I had a guy tell me really, you know, when we're starting out that you know, and I'm I'm sure everybody's heard this. Girls have got to feel good to play good. Boys have got to play good to feel good. So it's right. what you know, the exact opposite. So I try to make the girls feel good. Yeah, sometimes I, I get on them, but I try not to scream at them and, and belittle Tim. You right. know, some oh, trust me, it's a great line. <laughs> it's a great, great, great line to get in their rear ends and belittle them. It, trust yeah. me, I've been there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, we we do the music thing a lot. The girls, whatever. Right. Turn if that's going to make you play better, <laughs> turn it up. Go he'll, play. He'll tell you. <laughs> Number one of pomps, do nots for softball. We ain't doing to pump it up, pump it up. No, it's, first off, it's too long. We got eleven players, but I'm like, listen, like to your point though, we were at uh, River City East. Uh, Kay Anderkin, she's one of our pitchers, her dad, and uh, they were doing something. We're normally, I'm like, come on, girls, like you said, I'm all about yeah. music, and then like I and, and I, I will call him and he'll confirm it. But he was just sitting there, and I looked at him. 
And he kind of looked at me like, come on, man, just, just let him do it. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, go. Go ahead and do it. You know, go ahead. Like to your point, if, yeah. if you're going, you know. So now with that, <laughs> I'm that guy when shit don't go right. Hey, listen, I'm letting you do this. I'm letting you do that. <laughs> so you you owe me this, you know. Well, yeah, and, but and Matt will tell you, like when we <laughs> practice, there's usually the music's going on in the background. Yes, now it yes. ain't cranked up. But yes. as soon as they start acting up, they're not paying attention. They're not right. focused. Music can go off. Oh, he'll so. say, yeah, right behind mm-hmm. my drum set, man. <laughs> we bring it. I'll put it on like 90s, uh, you know, the uh, iHeart station, yeah. and we just let it roll, <laughs> man. But, again, this is so funny. And like I said, I'm I'm not bringing this up. This ain't nothing to do with this podcast or nothing. But him, and, and again, I'm happy for Emma and for him. He's happy, man. So Good. Thank I'm glad. You. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad. We love having them aboard with us. Emma does a great job. You know, I see a lot of things in her future. She's going to be just fine. She's going to hit that growth spurt. I'm not worried <laughs> so, about oh, that. Man, I don't hey. know. We'll see. Hey, we need to get Emma and Zach. We need to get them some of that good chicken, man, some of that pharmaceutical stuff at some point. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, she I, will. I mean, She'll I was, be fine. I was five foot three until I was a junior. Yeah. That, so. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. You know, it, it's no big deal. And, and, and to your, like you said, you, we spend so much time together during the summer. You got to have good families. Yes, you got to yes. have good families, good parents, good kids. Because if not, it just makes it miserable. Oh, and, you it, know, and for us, I think we have a good group of parents. Oh, absolutely. For the most, yeah. for the most part. Yeah. And, uh, well, I, I shouldn't say the most part. They all are really good. And, and all right. I was going to say, who is it? He's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> no, all I know of our parents meant. are yeah. really good, and right. we, I haven't had any issues with any of them. Even, you know, when we were at the static, I don't think we had one issue at all. And, right. and that's, you, you'll that's know. That's priceless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, trust me. And, again, I don't care to talk about it. Um, last year, um, you know, our parents kind of, Caught us off guard. If you wanted to have a meeting, I'm like, oh shit, you know. And um, and it was what it was. You know, they said a couple things, and we listened, and okay, and we moved on. Yeah, you know, and and that's where I've learned. And like I and, and I told them, look, like I, I obviously there's no hard feelings because every kid's back, mm-hmm. you know. And and again, I I I'm I'm very arrogant when I say this, but I'm proud of what I'm about to say. Is I just think. I, we do shit the right way. And I'm a believer, like to you to say, we're with each other 10 months, roughly mm-hmm. nine months out of the year. So at some point you got to vent rather things are great or things are bad. Like, you know, you, you, there's no such thing as perfect, right? you know, and, and a few things they talked to, you know, brought up. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm too hard on the girls. Absolutely. Mm. So my counter is, you don't say that when we do well in these tournaments. You know, <laughs> I look at it as part of our success is because I am hard on the girls. Yeah. You know, and again, that's obviously just like Matt said, and he said it right, different approach. approaches. It's just approaches, you know, because like you said, for somebody to tell me that, I'm going to say, well, I think we're good because I'm on the girls, you know, and, you know, but anyway. But no, to your point, yeah. though, it is, it, it's unbelievable. And that's where my wife and I, and I don't know how deep you get with it, especially being a firefighter mm-hmm. mentally. Um, you know, we have arguments about things I do and don't do or, or just things we hear or we don't hear or yeah. who it came from. And then I hear some of these stories from these other teams. I'm like, that's ah, not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not that bad, man. Like, you know, our our group, and again, I, I, I say this being proud and, you know, in a perfect world, I love all these kids. I'm sure you do yes. yours, even the former static one. Yes. You, know, you want them all to do well. Absolutely. Go, you know, be successful and be happy and all that. And I think over the last three, year, three years, you know, I think we've lost, not counting Emma because, you know, she, she was yeah. in and out, um, probably three or four girls in 
you know, one of them bettered herself and the other one's just one of the, and that's fine. Like there's no hard feelings, you know, but, um, but like, you know, and when, when I hear these other teams just shut down and they got to go find another team, you know, you know, like we've just been very fortunate. Yeah. And Mac can tell you at tryouts, I was, if I make you an offer, you don't have to tell me right now. Go do your right. research. I might be the right guy for you. Right. I might not be. So and, and it's so funny <laughs> you say that because him and I never talk about it. Like, I'm the minority, and I've got to say this about the organization. I do do tryouts. Mm-hmm. So w- w- when we did do tryouts. So the first one, these girls are shitting bricks, man. They're nervous Nellies. Yep. And, you know, they're trying out for somebody they don't know. I'm me. I'm Come on. Hey, <laughs> ah, 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 you know, they're like, what the hell is this guy, yeah. you know? And then so anybody who's relevant, I invite them back the following week for a second tryout and it might just be five of us, yep. you know? Um, but yeah, to your point though, it's like, you know, but at that point it's, uh, we need an answer because we got to find somebody. Ooh, yeah. You know? We got to build a team here. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, and again, not patting myself on again, but like just, it was very comforting having the commitment fee, you know, just knowing what you have. Cause yeah, there's drama. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, just knowing that, Hey, we have 10 girls that are coming back. Right. It's great. It's so rewarding. I've only had one situation where they they said, "Yeah, we're in," and then they left. And then, hey, do we get that commitment feedback? No. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, hold on a second. No. So I took the high road, and he'll tell you because we talked about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna split the difference here. I'm gonna give them half. So that way, when they call me a piece of shit, they know that I at least gave them half yeah. their money back. I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I, I and that's what that's I told them because. Okay, well, what we're going to do? Argue and fight about this? Right. You know, here's right. half your money back. Take it or not, and we're good. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm, we never did that with the static. I always kind of said, "Hey, get it in, whatever." Um, with the Hawks, bigger organization, they require a, a fee. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's good about them is they do installment fees, so right. you know, uh, so you don't have to pay a lump sum and. Yeah. So it, it's good, and, and it's a bigger organization. allows us a little bit more flexibility. Um, you know, there's other coaching staff, you know, pip, other coaches I can reach out to inside the organization for help for certain things. Um, you know, the organization is very well connected on, on the national and the collegiate level. So um, anything I need, usually I can make a phone call and, and have someone there to help us. So, yeah, very we're very happy with the Hawks, good. I'll say. Yeah. Yeah, that's – it's been great. The fall was interesting. It was a uh, an eye opener yeah. for sure. <laughs> that that jump going from you know second year to you, and that's just the way it goes, right? Every time you're the you're the baby group, and you jump into the older group. Um, yeah, about I, I'd say from my experience, you know that 15 is when it kind of levels yeah. out, except for the 17, 18. Is that 15, 16? They're pretty level because um, you you got freshmen and sophomores playing each other for the most part right um and then the freshmen get used to if they get a high school season and get used to playing against the juniors and the seniors so um it it starts the the field starts to level out then well and like you said the 10 to 12 you're jumping back five feet you got the bigger ball like it's just which by the way you know i officiate Mm -hmm. football and basketball and stuff there's a couple rules who so we go from 35 and we end at 43 who didn't say Hold on, guys. Let's just go 39 and then 43. Yeah. Let's just split the difference, you know. That makes sense. Right. So it's like here in Kentucky, and, and hopefully we are going to have him on, I would hope, um, our commissioner, mm-hmm. good dude, him and I are kind of tight. And uh, that's fine. Go ahead. So we had, um, like in football in Kentucky, the running clock is 36. Okay. Why is it not 35? It's five touchdowns. So you're going to make somebody go for two and get this other coach pissed off. 
you know, or these parents pissed off. Now, <laughs> now I can say this: we have some teams when they know it's going to be a route, they'll go for two the first two scores. Yeah, so it looks better. And then, um, uh, what was the other one? Oh yeah, in Kentucky, obviously you in Ohio, mm-hmm. you guys have had six classes forever. Are you guys still six, or is it for football? They're like D one, D right, 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 five. Yeah. I think it's through. The five, I think, is the bottom one. It may be a six right. out five there. Five or six. So, yeah. in Kentucky, we just went from four to six. Okay. We didn't mess with five. <laughs> so, now everybody makes the playoffs, <laughs> and you, you'll get a one and nine, oh, and ten team in the playoffs, and it's <sighs> like, why didn't we try five first? Just so there's some accountability here. Yeah. Like, you know, but but anyway. But, like, yeah, is it the, uh, when, when I when – I got involved with fast pitch, and I'm like, hold on. So we're just going to skip 39. We're going straight to 40. Yep, we're just going to go five and then three. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, like yeah, I think that first year of 12 used to Oh, it's, huge, it's rough. In terms of the transition. Yes. Oh, it's big. It's Yeah, you know, we <laughs> and we played, and we can talk about it. We played a, a finesse team up oh, north. It was unreal. I mean, we were playing women, it seemed like. Um those girls are just bigger, stronger. That whole year, they're just bigger, stronger, faster. Um, and, and those finesse girls, they just literally squared up everything. Every they hit. everything ball. they hit. It didn't matter what we threw; they they hit it solid, and they ran the base as well, and they caught everything. And I mean, they they're a great, fundamentally sound team. Um, but yeah, that that was that was I think an eye opener for some of our girls when we when we played them and. Uh, we, we, you know, we played a few other of those 08 teams this fall. But, you know, I, at the most part, I, when we played 09 teams, I thought we did really well. We, we, we held our own, and, we, you know, we were right there where we needed to be. No, I, I totally agree. The, o, the 09s, we were lined up. The 08s, it's just like a sophomore and a senior, unless, unless you're just a, a, a spectacle, spectacle of, a, of, an, of an athlete, yeah. you know. No. Yeah, I mean, and, no, you're good, and, and like you said, that it comes back to experience too. Those O eights, or the, the second year girls, they have a little bit more experience. Um, they they know what to do with the ball. They've had that another extra year under their belt. Um, so we're still trying to coach them right. to be a step ahead. The O eights are already a step ahead. So, Just kept saying. Yeah. It's going to get faster. 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 And the ground ball would come with the shortstop, and she'd, you know, look up and two steps past first, first base. base. <laughs> so I, it's just like, shit. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what got old real quick. When, you know, we were the first year, you know, our first year playing 10U, if you will, and then your first year 12U is it got old because it got frustrating. Hey, coach, we were there. You know, when you're playing a second-year team, oh, we were yeah. there last year, coach. I don't get okay. Yes, thank you. It's fine, but like it is because they're. But they're right again. Back to the experience thing. And then when you're the second year, yeah. when you're telling that first, hey, coach, they're going to get it. Coach, they're yeah. going to get it's it. Gonna, it's going to yeah, come. It's, it's going to take some time. Yeah, <laughs> but it is. Um, it is, man. It's um, it's. Uh, I love it, man. And 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 I, that's what I tell everybody. And not to go back to it to the whole two seventy five champs and stuff. But it's just like. Some people just they just don't know yet, and it's not their fault. They just don't know. No, and you know, you know I think each kid has to play at their level. Yes, yeah, so and, 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 yeah. and if your kids, a, a kid that is, a two, we'll call them the two seventy five kids that stay in the two seventy five loop, and that's their level of competition, then great, be the best you can be at that level. But you know, then they get, for instance, you'll have a two seventy five team with that kid at that that stud, and they're like, well, why is that kid on that team? And so, and on the flip side, you know, you got the the upper level teams looking to take that kid, 
But that kid just wants to stay local. I mean, or and, and again, I was going to follow up with that. Or the parents want them to lead off and play short. They don't want them to, the O nine or eight to come to my team or your team and bat sixth and play left field. They don't yep. want that. They don't yep. want that. And all right, you know. But but like you said, that's a whole other situation, man. Yeah. Um, to, to each of their own. Right. Absolutely. Right. For sure. Right. We could go all night on softball, couldn't we? Yeah, we could. Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, let's see, man. What we got? You got anything else? Nah. So you know, not to sound cliche, but you know, behind every great man, there's a great woman. So you're you're married, right? I am married. Uh, wife Bobby. Yep. Uh, she. Oh God, we got married in 2002. Uh, we dated for four or five years beforehand. She was my best friend in high school's cousin. So that's how we met. Um, got to know each other, and things just went from there. Three kids later. Three kids later. Running all over the country oh, yeah. with softball. My et biggest critic. Yes. She she was uh, um yeah, and my wife played sports all growing up. She was all state and all city and every, about everything she played. So she's my biggest critic. She tells me everything I mess up on. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So now with that being said, so she doesn't coach with you, right? No. Um she she used to coach with the younger girls. Um my O six. And then my, when my 06 joined John Droth team, she kind of took a back seat. But uh, she just enjoys – she knows – she she coached basketball for a long time. Okay. She did do that. Um, she does a great job at it. Um, but as far as softball, she kind of just let that go and focused more on basketball, her and her sister. So – Was she was – she, she was a pretty big-time softball player, though, was she not? My wife? Yeah. Yeah, she was All-State – Softball player. So uh, it doesn't matter what high, what high school she goes to. She went to Taylor. Taylor, okay. Yes. Taylor, that's um. Are they like green and gold or something like that? Brown and gold. Brown and gold. Not yeah, black yeah, yeah. and gold. Okay, so okay, yeah. yeah. I, uh, so um, guy from Newport East Coast football up there. Yeah, I went to school. Okay, with. yeah, yeah. Because it's kind of a smaller school, right? It is. It's yeah. D three, D four. Right. Uh, it's D3. a K through twelve, three rivers. Thing, yes, it's all right? on one campus right. now. Yes. Right. So, um, but yeah, she grew up there, went to school there. It's, Two of my kids go to school there now. My oldest goes, like I said, to Mount Notre Dame. So. Gotcha. So I had their basketball team. They're, they're pretty legit. They're really. legit. I had them. They, they come, well, <laughs> like you said, before COVID and shit. So last year and two years ago, they would come over here, and, you know, play like our Ryle, who's yeah. been really good, you know. And um, like you said, they're, they're, they're pretty good. They're, yeah. yeah. I think they ended up number one in the country last right. year. Yeah. They, they're they're, they're, they're good. real good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they had the one girl and – and I'm sure you, I'm sure you do know her, but uh, I want to say last year she was a sophomore. She kind of had the the braids. KK. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, she's only a sophomore, and I'm like, she just put up like 32 against our number one <laughs> team in the state. Yeah. So <laughs> my oldest played basketball all the way up to Mount Notre Dame, and she played KK through junior high. Yeah. And uh, I can say there were collegiate colleges in the stands right. in junior high watching her play. Um, did you lose me? No, you're there. I'm back. Okay. No, you're there. So uh, she's really good. And you know what? My daughter will tell you she's even a nicer kid off the court in the right. classroom. She's just a, she's a great kid. Um, I believe she just played for the junior Olympic team this right. past summer. I oh, mean, I'm sure. They are. They they got a great coaching staff. They're t- talent. They right. got a ton of got, talent. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they win a lot of games. So um, – I, I had them regular season once, and I had um, credit to Dixie High School, Matt Summermata here. They started this thing a couple of years ago um, for, for, for the girls. 
And they just sent, they started very generically to sending stuff out to these big boy schools. Hey, listen, we're going to do a, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday deal. We're going to get some of the top teams around. So, like, Notre Dame came. We had some teams from Tennessee come, teams from Chicago come, um, uh, up there by Columbus. Uh, oh, they're purple. Um, it's Lost a bi- me. big city up by Columbus. Gosh darn it, I can't think of it. Um, if you say it, yes, uh, the, they came down. It's where we played the friendlies of this past fall. Pick- Pickerington. Yeah, Pickerington. Pickerington. Yes, thank Pickerington. you. Yes. That, yes. See, Coach, look. See, Sam, look at me. Yep. Yeah, you're out. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, uh, Pickerington. Yes, yes. like Pickerington, Pickerington Central came yep. down. Cause, uh, and like, apparently their boys are really good because I had their girls. And like, yeah, we're heading back. Our boys are playing blank tonight at 730. You know, like, <laughs> they're like, we got to get back. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it is. It, it's cool, man. Good for her. I mean, you know, Mount Liberty, that's, that's, I mean. We're I, getting there. Softball yeah, yeah. programs, we're getting there. We're getting there. I mean. And uh, you help coach. There as well. Yes. Yes. How the hell you do what you do? Just go, man. Hey, coach, 24 on, 48 (laughs) off. Just go, man. Just go. That's it. That's what I I have told. I don't know if it was you or my brother, Doug. My brother, Doug, he's ate up in in fast pitch softball. And uh, that's where, you know, when I connected with you, he was like, he would come to a few games. And he's very critical. He's like, dude, that's what he's doing. Thanks. You know? Not stroking you, yeah. but he was just mm-hmm. like, dude knows what he's doing. But, um, you know, he, 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 uh, yeah. Hey, man, I always say, I, and you probably heard me say this a million times, I tell the girls, it's not about me. I've already had my turn. My turn's long gone. Right. It's about you, and, and it's about getting you ready to accomplish your dream. Whatever your dream is uh, in the softball world, whether it's, you know, start your freshman year in high school or go play collegiately. Whatever your goal is, that's fine. But your goals are my goals. So tell me your goals and let's accomplish them. So And, and go from there. It, it, and we say all the time, we just want to go out and, and compete. Right. Compete. If, if we compete, we're doing something right. Now, after so long, we got to start winning while we're competing. But this year, we need to compete. And, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, coach, if you just go out there and compete, you'll find yourself like Cal right now, one and five. <laughs> you got like five losses by you 12 know, points. You don't know how much I love this. Keep going. Now, I'm Keep with going. you. I'm a Duke nah, fan, brother. Nah. Oh, so, my God. Yeah. Oh, oh. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> so that great woman I was talking about, she's, 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 one, a, she's one of them, she right? She is one of them. I just call oh, BBN? Them. Oh. Yeah, I, just yeah. Call, I call him one of them. Yeah, yeah. one of them. Yeah. He's uh, it's kind of funny now. All of a sudden, he can't coach, and uh, that you know they got that Deontay Allen from Pendleton. Why ain't he playing? And I'm like, listen, if he's one in five right now, he's going to do everything he can to figure yeah. it out. Uh, so I joke being an ACC guy, as you can tell, I'm a Florida State football Duke basketball guy. I'm like, good thing they in the ACC. They're 0 three, 0 four against <laughs> AC. They lost to Notre Dame, Georgia Tech. Louisville yeah. and uh, North Carolina, yeah. their own four Florida. against the ACC. <laughs> Rough year for the kitty cats. Yes. Yeah. Well, Matty Ice, you got anything else? I don't. I, uh, uh, other than this, Kevin, I truly appreciate you coming across the pond tonight. Uh, listen, your career is awesome. Um, you know, you're selfless, and your style of coaching is the same way. Thank so you. So I appreciate you coming over. I love being a part of your team and look forward to uh, being together for a whole lot longer. Yes, absolutely. With that being said, we know who's leading off playing short next year (laughs) for the Hawks. Say, listen, all right, I'm Tony Pompilio. I'm Matt Buford. Hey, listen, Kevin, brother, I appreciate you coming, man. You're welcome back anytime, man. Thank you so much for your story. Nope.